Welcome to Your Untamed Life, the podcast bringing you stories of transformation, growth, fear, success, alignment, challenges, and more, with the intention to inspire you and light you up to find your unaligned path of transformation and let it unfold in front of you without letting fear hold you back. I'm Amanda Petra, your host and passionate human being. Without further ado, let's get started. Hello and welcome to today's episode. Today, this episode is for my ladies on a health and fitness journey, but I would also say if you're on a self-discovery journey, this is a great episode as well. We're talking to Steph Fox today. She's a woman's health and fitness coach, and she's also a WBFF competitor and one to watch out for in 2024. But if you go back in her story, you would never think she would end up here, like even her parents were surprised. She was an academic and an art type of student who used to write her own sick notes to skip PE class. Her goal since those days, since day one, when someone asked her what she wanted to be when she grew up was to be happy. And for a while there, she fell out of alignment while between uni and moving to Darwin from Cairns and leaving her family behind and creating a life about 10 years ago with her current husband. But now she's the unstoppable boss babe you'll hear from today. She runs Juggernaut Fitness and is an incredible coach. She coaches up in Darwin, but also online, so you can work with her if you do want to. She's my coach currently, and you'll hear some of her supportive coaching throughout our conversation. Please note that this episode is meant to inspire and not to bring up points of comparison or self-judgment. Everyone is at a different point in their journey. If you're starting out amazing, congrats, you've taken a massive step. Celebrate each and every one you take. As we cover in this episode throughout our chat, it's about the journey, not the destination. It's about making sure you're enjoying and embracing the journey and not making it an all or nothing type of experience. We've all been there for the 90s fad diets and even the diets nowadays, but loving yourself into a goal will get you a lot farther than hating yourself into them will. I have been on both sides of that and can confirm. Anyway, let's drop into this episode. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Steph. How are you? I'm so good, Amanda. Thank you for having me on today. No worries. I would love to just talk about where you're at now. So right now you're a woman's health and fitness coach and so, so much more. So I can't wait to talk more about what you do and your journey. And you were in WBFF, so we're going to definitely talk about that. I got to be a little mini part of that when I was in (laughs) Sydney at the same time. And I love that. So I would love to maybe start with where you're at now, and then we'll go back to where you were before. Yeah, 100%. Um, So I am the co-founder, director, and a women's health and fitness coach at Juggernaut Fitness. Um, We are based in Darwin in the Northern Territory, and that's where we got started with everything as well. And really stepping into that, this health and wellness space happened when we moved to Darwin. Um, Before that, I was the kid that used to write their own medical certificates to get out of PE. Like when I told my parents that I was going to be a personal trainer, they thought it was the most hilarious thing in the whole wide world. Um, And it was never, ever something that I thought I was going to step into. Um, I actually went to uni to study a Bachelor of Languages and Linguistics, and I was going to teach English in Japan. So being in this space was never where I thought I was going to end up. Um, But I'm so, so grateful that it has eventuated like that. I'm a really big believer that everything happens for a reason and I I wouldn't have it any other way. So we moved to Darwin um, back in 2015 and there really wasn't a whole lot of things to do in Darwin. Um, 
so we joined a gym, uh, my, my now husband and myself. And being in this gym space, I just, I saw this other part of this world that I got so curious about and wanted to be a part of. Um, there was a lovely lady that I met on the gym floor who had just competed in a bodybuilding competition. And I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> and it was kind of that phase where like things were starting to come out more and more about like bodybuilding and like women being in that space as well. Um, so I just got really curious and I started chatting to her. Um, I decided I was going to do my first competition in the IMBA, which is the International Natural Bodybuilding Association, which have now transformed into the ICNs. Um, and so I did. I decided I was going to do this. I was going to put myself on a 12-week prep. Um, from a program I found on bodybuilding.com and a meal plan I found on Google Images and I gave it my best go. And I did two shows back to back in two weeks in two different states. Um, I competed in the Northern Territory and then in far north Queensland. Um, and then after the show, I completely free fell. So I stepped into this space, not being qualified, um, not working with a coach. Uh, my partner and I decided like, yep, we knew enough and we could do all of this. And we did. And, and I accomplished the goal, which was absolutely incredible. But what happened afterwards was something that I just had no idea about. And I decided that I was just going to try and eat normal <laughs> again after chicken and broccoli for 12 weeks. Um, and my body did not respond super positively for that. And knowing what I know now, it would be definitely a whole different conversation. But basically, I put on a lot of weight very quickly and I felt super uncomfortable with myself. And that was the massive catalyst that I realized that I couldn't do this alone and that I wanted to be able to help people to never, ever feel the same way that I did. And it took a lot of years um, of love and education and I studied my cert three and four in the midst of all of that space as well became a um, club manager at a gym up here um, started taking group fitness classes and my own clientele as well as well as continuing to work onto my own journey which brought me through till about 2020 um, at the start of 2020 I changed my whole fitness journey and hired my first ever coach and she changed everything for me, not just from a personal athletic goal standpoint, but from the coach that I wanted to be in this space as well. Um, I prepped for the WBFF for 2021 um, in the midst of lockdowns and gym closures and training in my garage and doing all those sort of side of things, as well as trying to still support my clients through that as well. Um, for the show to be cancelled about three weeks out. Mm -hmm. So I'd done all the work and gotten so far and then everything got cancelled um, and I had to reverse out again from being at that stage. But my journey through that was so different to the first time as well. I learned so much about my body and my own habits that I just made very different informed decisions and was supported through that too. Um, yeah, and that... that was huge, absolutely huge, having that show and having everything cancelled, everything changing with the gyms, having to transition businesses from just working with people face-to-face -to, -face to going online, what the fitness industry looked like in that space too. Had, it was just such a big change all at the same time, um, which continued us through the whole of 2021. And I started prep again in April 2022. And 2022 was my year of love. It was a year of love for myself, for Juggernaut Fitness um, between my partner and I. We got married last year as well. 
And so it was it was a massive, massive thing to be able to step on stage in Sydney in August. Um, I made my WBFF debut in the bikini and the wellness categories, um, but I kind of knew that I was really suited for wellness. And my goal was to place top 10 and I ended up coming sixth. So that was a huge achievement for me. And it was just such a massive celebration of everything that had gotten us to that point thus far. Like I had this beautiful, beautiful group of people that came and supported me and that were yelling my name and yourself included getting to be a part of that experience as well. Get For me, being able to have you as part of that experience as well was just huge. And I stepped onto that stage with the utmost confidence in everything that I had done to get me to that point. I had coached myself for the last 17 weeks to get me to that stage from nutrition to training, mindfulness from everything that I'd learned. And it was just a massive celebration of this huge transition that had been from the gal who had a goal and didn't know how to achieve it to having to re-love myself again. And then to be able to step into the space that I am now was, it was so incredible like they just aren't even words for that feeling that I stood out there and they called my name and I was the only person representing Darwin in that show and it just it was such a privilege I felt so special in that space and it's just driven me more and more to what's been the first six months of um, JugFit 2.0 and stepping purely into the women's health and fitness space um, and expansion as well so it's been a ride definitely (laughs) yeah oh I just felt all your energy like I'm shaking right now you're talking about WBFF you were so like grounded and solid while you did that journey it was so beautiful to watch I'm so glad I was in the same state as you (laughs) in the same space as you um but yeah wow you kudos to you I didn't know that you did a show before that and did that all on your own and just went for it like wow (laughs) yeah it was definitely a different experience it taught me so much about myself at the time like don't get me wrong it was the hardest thing in the whole wide world and afterwards as well like going from the work and effort that went in to get me to where I was not reversing out and supporting my body afterwards and the detriment that it had to my health and myself my self-esteem as well my self-confidence like I can't be more grateful for those experiences because it's brought me exactly to where I am right now and who I want to be. And that feeling of me too. Like I have so many beautiful ladies that I have the privilege of being able to work with and connect with and being able to share my story with them as well. Like it's not all sunshine and rainbows. We all started somewhere. We all had, you know, those feelings of walking in on a gym floor and looking around and being like, everyone's watching me, you know, and I've been there and it wasn't that long ago that I sat in that space and the work that you do each day to step yourself into the person you want to become. Yeah. It's hard when it's happening, but when you look back and you see how far you've come, Oh my goodness. Like that feeling it's, it's everything. Yeah. Hindsight is the the gem. It's like the thing we do it for. And in the end, definitely that delayed gratification yeah, exactly. I watched you do your like reverse diet out and I was like, I don't know how she keeps doing this. And I can see like where it can- comes from now where you're like, I have to do this right. And just like all of your motivation, even getting up to the show, I was like, how do you have this drive? Makes so much sense. It's, it's, un- yeah, it's unfortunate you had to go through all of that. I'm so sad that you had to go through all of that. <laughs> sense, you know, it gives you so much depth, like 
yeah. it makes it that much sweeter. Like when the show got cancelled in 2021, like I sat in the feeling that, you know, what is delayed is not denied. Yeah. Like just because it's going to take me another minute to get there, so be it. You know, where is the love for the process and the processes that serve you to get you to where you are are the ones that are going to serve you all the way through. And for something like competing, it's just a point. You know, everything that got me to that point, that's the win, like such a win. And that one day, that one day of stepping on stage, it goes so fast and you're so exhausted and you're running off adrenaline the whole time. But it's really just a celebration of the things that you did on the lead up to it. But my importance afterwards was supporting my body back to health. It had to be. And this time was so different because I had everyone watching. You know, I, I had you watching. I had my my girls looking for inspiration, for motivation, for that level of consistency. And like I said, I'm, I'm a really big believer in like me too. You know, if, if, if I can do it, you definitely can. You know, it's just this, the level of self-love, self-discipline, determination that you want to step into any goal you have, regardless of what that looks like. But yeah, my importance was definitely showing both sides of it and the fact that you have to bring your body back to health. And although it looks bright and shiny and beautiful on the day, we can't stay there. Our bodies can't stay there. Yeah, it's definitely a good point to bring up. And yeah, watching you was, it impacted all of us so much. But did did you feel the weight of that? It sounds like that was a lot of pressure. Like you didn't flinch though at all. It was really impressive. <laughs> I... When the show got cancelled, the day it got cancelled, yeah, I was devastated. Honestly, like I was so upset, and I kind of knew it was coming because Sydney had already gone into like crazy lockdown and done all that, and you know things were iffy. And my family had booked flights, like you know everything was happening. Everyone was so excited, and then when it all got cancelled, I just kind of sat there and I sat in that feeling, and I was upset about it, and I let myself be upset about it, and then my mind just kind of switched. And it was like, the day I get on that stage, you're going to watch me. Like, you're going to watch me do this because I've worked my ass off to be able to make this happen. And that feeling got me through all of it because I was like, I've worked so hard for this on myself to be where I am today. Anything else is just a win. And the feeling when they called my name when I stood on stage the first time, like I was good until they called my name and then my legs started shaking and everything started happening. And I heard people like screaming in parts of the auditorium that I like didn't even know that I knew people in those parts. And I was backstage and I met these ladies that I'd met on Instagram and bought, built these relationships with because they were meant to do a 20, the 2021 show too. And it was all of that just kind of came together and went, this feels right. Like it just kind of sat really right and felt so good that when I actually got on that stage, that was the confidence, that was the energy, that was the vibe. I knew that I had all of my team behind me essentially, but most importantly, I felt really good. Like I knew I'd done everything I possibly could to be able to get to that point. And that confidence I had in myself, like I feel like that that's something that only comes with time, with love, with dedication to your processes in comparison to the focus on just the goal. Yeah, definitely. That show would have been so hard on all of you there. And I think I remember you telling me about all the women backstage, how, how much they were struggling with it and clearly had like 
push themselves too hard and we're just like running on no energy that day and stuff and I just think of that because like then they would have prepped for 2021 too and then 2022 would have, would have been the hardest year for anyone to be doing that yeah. and just like yeah I can't imagine how you did that and how they all did that was the vibe yeah. back there how was it it, it has been such an interesting like couple of years of it all as well. So the WBFF, um, unlike other federations, only happens three times a year. So there are three shows that you can do and that's it in Australia. So there's uh, one on the Gold Coast in April. Sydney is in June, like July, August. Um, and then on the Gold Coast again at the end of the year, um, which is a, prof- a pro-am, so a professional and an amateur show. Um, so not only had the shows been cancelled for all of 2020, the only show that went ahead in 2021 was in April on the Gold Coast. And so over the course of two years, out of the six opportunities you'd have to compete, there was one. And you could really feel that backstage from the gals that had been around for a while or they'd prepped multiple times and this was their opportunity. Like everybody wanted it like so, so hard because it just, it had been delayed all the way through. But what I love about this federation is that there was not a bad soul backstage. Like there was not one bitchy comment or, uh, you know, side look or like there was that healthy competition where you kind of have to be, but with a sport like this, it's, it's you versus you. Like how hard did you work to get where you are? Because that girl beside you, she probably worked twice as hard as what you did. And that's so fine because everybody's body is different. Everybody's journey has to be different. But are you okay with how hard you work to get to where that was? And the room that we stepped into to get ready in was tiny, tiny, tiny. And there was like hands down 150, I'm pretty sure there was about 120, 150 gals in like the one room. And there's bikinis going everywhere and there's hair extensions going everywhere and there's dresses everywhere and theme wear and wings and glitter. And it's just like, oh my goodness. It was such a good crazy. Yeah, there was stuff everywhere. And like, you know, you've got your pros walking around with their crowns on and their sashes and coaches and all these different things, photographers. Like it was absolutely nuts. But Everyone was just so grateful to be there. Like the fact that we actually got to do this, <laughs> that we get to be there together. Like I was, the, I didn't know anyone backstage. Um, I didn't know, like have a team or anything like that. And I made friends with these gals that sat in the corner because it was, you know, a little bit quieter and we could have a bit of peace. And I really led into that. I led into the community of it all. Um, I led into the love of it all. And it was just reciprocated. The energy backstage was just reciprocated. I remember there was one moment, um, one of the beautiful ladies I know put on her broom box and it just changed the whole vibe. And all the girls are like dancing and like, you know, half done up in bikinis, one heel on. And it was just such a cool energy that everyone was just so happy for each other that we'd gotten there and that we could do this, that everything else was just a bonus. Yeah, that's so good. There was that underlying gratitude, especially. Huge. Um, that's probably like the best show to be involved in then. Yeah, it was pretty crazy, especially in comparison to like my first experience of being backstage and being on stage. Yeah, it's it's why I'll keep going back to that federation for sure. Mm. What was your first one like? Was there a lot of the side eyes or? Um, The first time I was backstage, I knew I didn't fit like straight up. I I looked at the gals that I stood next to and they were tiny. 
And I had these hips and this booty and, you know, I'd worked my butt off, but I still wasn't as small as what they were. And it really played on my mind. Um, I obviously kind of stepped in uninformed as to like what I was really about to do with my body um, and what I was going to put it through essentially. And I had nowhere near the confidence I did on that stage. ICN is very different um, in terms of posing as well, because you have a posing routine that you have to hit certain poses um, so that they can compare you in a judging criteria. Whereas the WBFF uh, stands for the World Beauty, Fitness and Fashion. So the easiest way that I tend to explain it is it's kind of a cross between like a bodybuilding show, a Victoria's Secret like runway show and like a fashion show all kind of combined into one. So they really want your own personal, like your personality to come out through your posing and really the shapes that help to um, show your your physique off the best. Um so that was really different to being in those sort of spaces, trying to fit into a box that I knew that I just kind of didn't really fit into. And that was a really big part of my decision too, that I didn't want to compete again until I felt comfortable within myself, my body, and I found a federation and a um, division that was going to align with me better, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like you found it. And I've never heard it described that way. That makes so much sense. Cross between a Victoria's Secret fashion show. And yeah. and It's crazy. Posing, yeah. Your posing was amazing. It definitely did um, accentuate your body and your outfits. Your blue bikini. My God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you picked so well. <laughs> it definitely. I'm so glad it got its chance to be able to be shown on stage because I had that bikini from last, uh, from 2021. So it arrived. I was good to go, and it sat in my cupboard for a year. So to be able to like put it on stage and give it the presentation, it's so beautifully deserved. So yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. It kind of would have been cool to have it in your closet and be like, that is the goal. That's motivation, and it's so. Special. It was so much motivation. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, well, you would have had to build up like all these foundations within yourself to be able to step on that stage. Is there like any examples maybe you could give or go back to um, like, what was it like starting that journey? Like, how did you feel? What kind of limiting beliefs did you have to go through? So many. (laughs) I know. Every single (laughs) category that I could possibly (laughs) put out there from mindset to self-confidence to my habits around nutrition, my habits around training, even my thought pattern of being selfish. You know, competing is a really, really selfish sport and you have to be. It's you versus you and no one else is going to do the work for you. And sometimes that means that you have to say no to things that others might not understand. Um, the best example I can give of this is like your nutrition. For example, um, I still had things happen in the six months I was, I go into competition prep. Um, I live with another person, you know, I can't tell him he's not allowed to have things in the house. Like that's not fair. That's on me. And that selfishness in terms of having to put my things first, I need to make sure my training was done. I had to make sure that my food was organized. Otherwise, I knew that I wouldn't show up anywhere near the best version of myself. You know, going out or saying no to going out or going out for coffee and taking my own meal with me or different suggestions. And the fact that those around me, they understood, like, I've got the best support crew 100%. Um, and I'm really, really fortunate in that. But for a lot of people, the people around them don't understand. And you have to be so confident in your own self-discipline that nothing else matters. 
So you do the things you know you have to do and that's all there is to it. And that's just a different part. It's such a different part that comes on and it's not something that really is a major part of who I am essentially. I'm, I'm not a, I'd like to say I'm not an overly selfish person. I love giving to others and I happily do so. Um, so to be able to step into that space of selfishness and put me first through absolutely every component of my life was huge, absolutely huge. Um, I definitely had to learn a lot about my nutritional habits. I am such a snacker. I love food. Absolutely love food. Um, that, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, all day, every day. I love flavors. I love food. Um, I My family is Italian. So anything that's very heavy carbohydrates and like pastas and garlic bread and oh my goodness, favorites mm-hmm. all day, every day. So to be learning more about my nutritional habits and the things that I knew that I had to implement into my day to day was also a game changer learning how to flexible diet, um, understand nutrition and to lean more into your macronutrient based tracking versus like a meal plan I knew was going to serve me better from both a lifestyle perspective and a personal perspective. But when you compete in something like this, there comes a level where you have to step into what the best practice is. And for me, that's generally the last like six weeks. Um, so being able to create the space that I knew that I needed and to be able to have the privilege to be supported by so many incredible people, not just family, but my clients as well that understood that was amazing. So, so amazing. So I definitely had to learn a lot about my processes, about my habits, what space looked like for me as well, what my boundaries and barriers had to be. Um, and it all came down to my why. You know, why was I doing this? Why is this important? Why does this is this something that I have to achieve? And for me, it was a sense of self-achievement. I needed to prove to myself I could do this and I needed to prove to myself that I could do it not only to achieve the goal, but what happens afterwards as well. And to be able to bring my body back to a place of health that I had the knowledge to be able to do so too. And therefore the knowledge that I share with others as well, you know, being able to actually practice what I preach. Yeah, you 100% did that. And can I just say from my perspective, you did not seem selfish. When you, <laughs> I understand we had to be selfish, but as being a client through that too, at the same time, you didn't like it. I don't know how you held like 25 bowls in the air, like juggling all of that <laughs> because you it didn't seem like it was difficult for you. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> and I, we understood like you had to do your I thing, but it just didn't like um, flow into like, it didn't affect me in a, like any negative ways. I, I was trying to give you more space, of course. And we like did that, but it was just yeah. so cool to watch you <laughs> just saying. You're so beautiful. Thank <laughs> you so much for that. But I, I definitely had to be organized. Yeah. Um, I had to compartmentalize the different parts of me, definitely. Like, you know, who is Steph as a coach? When does she show up? How, who is Steph as an athlete? When does she show up? You know, and being able to step into all of those different spaces because at the end of the day, your goals are your responsibility. So if you choose to do something, that's on you. And those around you, they don't deserve to be affected by that. So if I choose to do a crazy thing and it means that as a byproduct, life might be a little bit hectic and be a little bit crazy you don't deserve to wear the repercussions of that. And I'm really mindful of that as I step through every phase that I do on my own personal journey and how that may, how my actions may affect others um, and being really more conscious, I guess, of, of my, my language, my energy when I step into those different spaces. 
Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, you're still clearly not a selfish person. Just to, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, it didn't come through as selfish at all. It was really, really like you you create this beautiful space for us, even with all that going on with you. It's so good. Um, but how did you become like so organized? And is this just like a personality trait or or what did you have to work on to do to get to this? <laughs> Looking back on it a little bit, yeah, a personality trait sort of side of things, um, but it's really a requirement. To be completely honest, things don't fit otherwise. And I felt the sense of needing to be in multiple places at once, being pulled in a million different directions, and then the overwhelming anxiousness and anxiety and just the compression that I felt in every part of my body when I'm not. You know, I know that if my food's not organized, that I don't feel good about that. And I don't feel good about that from a personal standpoint in terms of I'm not following the process that I know I need to follow to achieve the goals I want to achieve. But physiological as well, like, you know, when the brain fog sets in, when you haven't had enough time between meals and because I wanted to give, I always do, I, I want to give more time to absolutely everyone. I put myself on the kind of back burner with it all. And I wasn't really eating and I'd skip meals and then my quality of just life went down. So I was like, there, there has to be a better way. And I started small and I basically just blocked out like enough time that I would have to be able to look what my life looked like, you know, PT clients between here and here and then having space for me. Like I know personally, I train better in the mornings. I know that I'm a better human being mentally and I'm more present. I give more mindful energy to others when I've done the things that feel good for me. So making sure that I have time and space to be able to make that happen requires organization. I love my calendar. I'm a color coordination calendar type of gal. Um, otherwise, I tend to stack up my plate really, really, really full. And then there's no breathing room. So I organize everything from meetings to when I'm going to be eating to when my training happens making sure that as part of my training allocated time I also have time to you know have a shower and reset for my day and all these self-love baseline practices that for me are really really important and I know that that make or break how my day feels um, especially at the completion of it so organization has definitely had to happen I started with my own you know handheld a4 diary and then moved more into the digital space as we all kind of have um but yeah calendars calendars definitely days that things happen and non-negotiables meal preps on a sunday food shopping on a friday night that sort of side of things and they've just been habits and processes that have really served me personally my own goals but in our um our growth of juggernaut fitness as well mm -hmm. for sure do you have any tips for any like calendar like what should we use? How should we do this the best? <laughs> so I feel like I've used so it together. Much. Yeah. So much. And honestly, like I I started by using like Google Calendar and then we transferred across um, for like our business emails into Outlook. And I just really like Outlook more. And that's just because I understand it more and it, it clicks with my brain more. So the biggest advice that I could give to anyone looking for something is do a trial, give it a go, you know, see if it serves you. If it's taking you more time to be 
organized and it's causing more stress, then it's not serving you. You know, there are so many great applications out there and there are so many different ways that you can do it. You don't need necessarily a digital calendar. You know, you might need to lean into your reminders a little bit more or have a physical diary, like whichever way that suits you go with that just because somebody says it's the best way to be able to do it this way for them doesn't mean that it's going to serve you the best either yeah you're right I'm just a tech nerd I like to ask I have no 100% calendar. I I lean into time tree and then google calendar for work and then I like use reminders like I have everything in an alarm <laughs> or else yeah. I want to because I I'm like a creative type and everything's just flowy so I'm like okay I need something mm-hmm. to like snap me out of it and go yeah. go to the gym or go do the next thing so yeah, it is, it is what works for whoever. Yeah. Everyone's a bit different. And but- I get that too. Like I have days where I just, digital is overwhelming. And so I'll write everything out on a notepad. Like it just depends on like the day that you step into and what energy you have when you step into that space as well. Yeah, definitely. But you're right about like, we have to find the root cause or like the root of each thing like I like with your training you like training in the morning for example like I used to like training in the morning but that even shifted for me now and I train in the afternoon after I get everything done I'm really creative in the morning so yeah having to figure that out is really important to know I like that you brought that up (laughs) and things change like exactly that like things change you're not the same person you were five years ago and so therefore the things that you do have to change with you as well if it's serving you better now to train in the afternoon when you used to train in the morning fantastic you're still getting it done you know you're still making it happen and even for me as well if there's times that I choose not to use my training time in the morning I put it elsewhere but if I've chosen to make that decision I've also chosen to promise myself that I'm still going to fulfill the commitment I've made to myself regardless of what time of day that looks like I give myself the time, the space. And if I choose to redistribute that time elsewhere, well, that's on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it always goes back to the why, I guess, like you're doing it for you. And if you really, like when I set that goal, we set that goal of a more determined me, a more, what was it? A more um, uh, actionable me or what it yeah. was. Anyway, yeah. just setting that one goal. Now I'm like, every day I'm going to the gym. If I'm moving it from the afternoon, I'm doing it in the morning or I'm doing it the next night or whatever I can fit it into just having I love that that's such a growth mindset as well like we we as a human society tend to feel like we have to do the same things all the time and just because you used to do this that's the same way it has to be in the future but it doesn't have to be it can change and it can be fluid and you can pick differently you know it doesn't have to be the same all the time and just because it served you before it might not serve you now and for for you and your journey, if you don't mind me sharing in this space, <clears throat> sorry, pardon me. It's been incredible to see, especially since we made that goal, like you've stepped into that and embodied that in every element of your life from not just your training and your nutrition, but the mindset that you have stepping into, you know, your business as well, being a boss babe in every element and not just the things that you choose to do in your time. Yeah, 100%. And it was just surprising to me just setting that goal because we had like I had that goal for strength back Mm -hmm. last year. And when I felt I reached that goal, I kind of got all wishy-washy. So it was like I needed that next goal to set and then be like, yeah, this is actually what I want. Like I may not want more strength. I want just a better version of me. And just setting that was really, really powerful. Yeah. And goals look different. You know, goals look different for everyone. And 
when we achieve a goal, it always comes with that. And now what film, like that feeling that comes with it. And I know it was the same for me as well. Like once I achieve this, it's like, and now what? But my processes and my habits have been become such an integral part of my day-to-day life that it just looked different, but the days still look the same. Mm-hmm. And similarly with you as well, like, you know, having that strength-based goal and being able to focus on that. Yeah, we achieved it. It wasn't that, you know, we couldn't still continue to work towards it and we don't, you know, stop and just throw that out. We continue to work on the day and day but it meant that there were other parts that still became part of that goal as well. There were other extra one percenters that we can add in to be able to make that more of a solid part of who you are in comparison to just something that you do. Yeah. Yeah. It started to just be just something I did. And I was like, yeah. I'm doing it, but it it wasn't actually giving me any, it didn't feel like the results were coming as fast either. Cause I wasn't, didn't know what I want, wanted my results to be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it's tricky. You know, we, we feel like we have to have these goals and they, they kind of look like this and they're very gray, but when we get in the nitty gritty of it and you look at the black and whites and you're like, really, like truly, what do I want to achieve with this in based around my habits, my values, my alignments, who I am as a person more than just doing the things that's where things get really clear. You know, mm-hmm. numbers are great. I love number-based goals, whether that's, you know, wanting to be a certain dress size or fit into a certain outfit or whether that's I want to lift this much. You know, goals that are number-based are so measurable. But what we forget to measure and what we forget to bring more attention to is the journey that gets you to that point. You know, mm-hmm. how many things had to adapt or flow or we had to learn about ourselves to be able to get from A to B. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there were so many things I had to let go of where I had to like change my mindset on just to be able to set number goals in the in the actual instance of setting like measurement goals. I wasn't ready for that at some point, like back in the back last year, for example. Just no. yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah. And that's okay, you know, and and, and understanding that that's okay. Like yeah. you you wanted a part in your journey where that felt safe for you. You know, and that's so fine because we focus on other things, you know, and there's so many things that you can focus on. And I really feel like that's the difference between working with like a personalized coach, like someone that's putting all these pieces together and taking the time to get to know you and how you see your journey. You know, that helps us to be able to make those decisions moving forward and collaborating with you on those decisions in comparison to just being like, here's a PDF, bye. You know, it, it makes the world of difference. Yeah. yeah. And I can kind of see how like people go from having a coach to training themselves. And that's a huge journey in itself because you need yeah. to be able to look at the numbers and like remove yourself from it or plan accordingly. Even if you don't feel good enough to it, do it, you have to like push yourself and motivate yourself. And that's just from like all those habits stacking in the background as well. And all the knowledge building, of course. that's a massive goal I have for every one of my clients is that I love everyone I work with and but the goal is to not coach them forever I Mm -hmm. hope to teach and educate and share and be a part of your journey and for you to always know that I'm I'm someone that you can reach out to that our coaches are someone that you can reach out to if you ever want to but the goal is not to have you as a client forever it's so that at one point you're going to feel comfortable enough to be able to take your journey into your own hands and that you feel like you're armed with the knowledge and the tools to be able to make that happen. And that's 
that's the win. Like that's such a big part of it all as well. And noting too that you can't learn everything from one coach. You know, there's different people that bring different things to this industry and we all do what we do very well for the most part. And you'll get different parts that you might need as part of where your journey is now versus where it was when it started. Yeah, that's a really good point. But you you take people from like on a really long journey, which is really, really good, which is, yeah, like, I mean, you can help us in a lot of facets, I feel like. So we stick with you for a long period of time. <laughs> just have a yeah. Yeah, especially with like the women's health and everything and all the knowledge you throw in there and all the goal setting and just all the love you give us. <laughs> yeah. And I love it too. Yeah. <laughs> I love every part of it, definitely. Yeah, all the Darwin ladies are um, lucky to have you. But I was just thinking about the journey you were talking about at the beginning. So mm-hmm. I can't even believe that your parents were like shocked that you wanted to become a personal trainer looking at you now just like so surprising I'd love to hear a little bit more about that this is so not me like you know it is me and who I am now but like Mm -hmm. when I was younger like not even a chance um I was very like in school like in high school I was very much like arty and academic so um I used to love uh every year our school did like a wearable art show So I used to love creating all like the outfits for that. Um, I was pretty studious. Um, You know, I participated in public speaking competitions. Um, I was fortunate enough to spend some time going to school in Japan uh, when I was about 16. And that really like sparked my interest for people in the world. Um, I remember being in Japan and being in a classroom and they asked me like what I wanted to be when I was older. And I told them that I wanted to be happy. Mm. and they they couldn't get it like they were like no but like what do you want to do and I was like I don't really care I just want to be happy and that was something that's really stuck with me like ever since um I wanted to help people I loved like working with people I loved being like the leadership like in the group like a leader in the group um I was in the leadership team like that sort of side of things um like my, my first ever job, you know, I was training up people. I, I worked at Baker's Delight since I was like 14. So I worked there for about five years. Um, and I loved like interacting with the customers and I loved like training people up and we got new team members. And I really like loved teaching and educating and supporting and having that from like that leadership standpoint. But I didn't really know what that was going to look like. Like when I got, when I got older, that's why I went to uni because everyone was going to uni and I thought it was the thing that I wanted to do. Um, started my bachelor of languages linguistics that didn't quite sit um I ended up moving back home I I moved out of home I moved um, from Cairns to Brisbane to make that happen and moving back home um and feeling a little lost uh like kind of with everything and what I wanted to do just got a full-time job um I was one of the youngest I just turned 18 so like one of the youngest um I was a bistro manager at a couple of the pubs, like running like the restaurant there and then moved into like duty manager and gaming, um, responsible sellers of alcohol, like that sort of side of things. Um, And then I started studying online again. Uh, I was going to become an early primary, uh, early childhood education teacher. So a primary school teacher. And I remember doing my first semester and we just moved to Darwin and I started doing my first semester and I read this part in the textbook and it was basically note, like stating the fact that if a child is upset, you can't give them a hug. 
and I I turned to my now husband and went I can't do this Mm. like I'm not going to be able to do this like I that's just a big big part of me and who I am and you know personal connection was just such a big part so kind of sat in that space where I was like you know leadership felt good I really want to work with people definitely um and then my my love for the gym just kind of slowly but surely happened you know a, a thirst for knowledge and for education in that space um around that time I was fortunate enough to be able to go to Melbourne and go to the Arnold Sports Festival down there um which was huge yeah. and that's where I met Hattie Boydell um and that changed all of it she was my first ever coach um she taught me that I could do both I could be me I could love and I could nurture and I could support others to achieve the best version of themselves and that was so cool because I'd never even seen that as a possibility like all the way through school like I, I had to get A's or or nothing else you know, I made myself so sick through my senior year that I spent the majority of it in bed with a, like a stress migraine. Mm. And that was just who I was because I had to be this high achiever. Like it had to be like A's or nothing. And when I like kind of sat in the space that I was like, well, maybe I don't go to uni and maybe I study something different. And I do this qualification and see what happens. And I was really fortunate that my partner was super supportive and basically, um, loved me into doing it and being able to go from full-time to part-time work to really focus in that um that when I started working in a gym and I started managing a gym I was I was just hooked like I knew that's where I wanted to be I took my first ever class um we ran a booting core class and I loved working with the ladies and that vibe like on a Monday night and everyone was like having a not the greatest day and then they walked into the class and they were like yes let's go let's do this I'm like this this is it this is me here we go like and it it took it took a minute you know it took a minute to kind of sit in that space as well I was like almost 24 at the time so it took me a few years to kind of realize what I really wanted to do um Jogonaut Fitness came from me doing those classes so I needed an ABN to be a contractor and I was like well let's do like we had to find a name basically um and Jogonaut just kind of aligned with with us with me with with where we were sitting with it all as well um juggernaut it can mean so many different things um in some cultures it's like a godly like figure um the definition of it is an unstoppable force um you know it can be unbreakable um impenetrable and these are all like these words that just really sat with me and I was like right you know this is this is what we're going to do we're going to build the unstoppable like we're going to build unstoppable people in every way, shape and form that we possibly can so that they can achieve anything they want to do. And I feel like working with women is just, and teaching them to do that was so, so rewarding. And it took Jug Fit from taking group fitness classes to running outdoor boot camps back into the gym. Um, I was solo personal training for a while there. And then we've just expanded um, in the last six months and we've now got another beautiful coach as part of our team as well. And with all with the mission of being able to support as many beautiful ladies with as much love and attention that we possibly can. So it was a bit of a bit of a roundabout, but it definitely brought me to where we are and where we're sitting in this space. Yeah. Wow. There's so much there. <laughs> it all makes sense yeah. though, like the academia and everything like 
the way that you hold yourself and the way that you tell tell the information to us as well like it's so good that you were like that because it gives you that catalyst or that I don't know that platform you're able to share the information in a way that's so relatable and so easily easy to digest it's so so good um and I just love the juggernaut thing I just picture like this big massive I'm gonna say like Mm. Amazonian woman now because it's gonna be a woman (laughs) and just it's that beast mode like you know that feeling when you're like yeah let's do this that grunt that comes out like that beast mode that's you juggernaut yeah. like straight up and you know <laughs> he he looks different in different times you know yeah. there's playful and restful elements that have to come as part of that push that hard that masculine energy you know this is beautiful femininity to it all as well for such a word that can be deemed as so masculine like that's us too like we've got both parts of us and there's just different things that show up at different times yeah 100 percent, and yeah it just encompasses everything that you are. I love it. <laughs> uh, I'm just blown away by your story. And I just love that you ended up in the space that you ended up. And it's so, so cool that you went to Arnold Fitness, Arnold, the Arnold Yeah, Yeah, they don't really, I don't think they do it anymore. Um, like with COVID and everything, it all got kind of canceled. But that was a really cool space to be in because there's just so many different facets of the fitness industry at those sort of sports festivals. Mm-hmm. Um you know, from bodybuilding to strongman to like pole dancing and basketball and calisthenics. Like it's just such a celebration of the human form and the million things that we are capable of being able to do. And I feel like those sort of festivals are an absolute incredible representation of that. And being immersed in that energy was just, yeah, it was mind blowing. So good. I would love to meet him. Did you end up meeting him? I didn't know I wasn't there on the day but I know um, a couple of people that were down at the same time um, they had like a, a tunnel of him walking in sort of thing and they were there as part of it too so yeah that was that would have been a pretty cool experience my my dad was obsessed with him and like my dad used to like get me to do push-ups when I was like <laughs> and like <laughs> all the way through that's basically what got me into fitness but um yeah, he just loved Arnold because he's like we're Eastern European too, and he just looked up to him. And he's so much like my dad too. He's like I, I like almost second dad him, like because the lines. Lines. Yeah, <laughs> I guess everyone does. That's why we all love him. But yeah. I feel like there's been such a so many things that come from like you know the people I call the greats. You know that the people that paved the way in these journeys as well, and that we we take parts from the path that they have paved, and to be able to pave our own. And I feel like Arnold was a massive, massive part of that as well. Um, for me and my journey, Hattie definitely all day, every day. I think she's an absolute goddess in every every way, shape, and form. But the biggest thing that I look at is self-discipline self-determination and alignment in them knowing exactly where they needed to be who they wanted to be when they got there as well yeah that's definitely what we take away from them I can't like Hattie is just incredible I can't I don't know how she does what she does and how she looks how she does which is amazing how how long has she been on her journey like do you know yeah so (laughs) I um from, from what I know that she's been training for the last 16 years. Oh, wow. And I look at that as a massive level of proof of commitment, commitment yeah. to yourself, to your self-development, to habits that may not have served previously and that we, we've been 
able to learn from. Um, and I feel like social media, I love and hate social media, like personally. Um, I feel like it's a fantastic tool that can be used for so much good, but it can be used as a weapon of mass destruction all at the same time. And I feel like with the fitness space in particular, you know, a lot of people look at these these godlike figures, these people that give so much time and dedication and discipline into their journeys, their physiques all day, every day, and then compare themselves. And that's such a, a bit of a, a scary space to be able to sit into. I love Hattie. She's an incredible human being and she, her physique is absolutely insane. But the things that a lot of people don't see is the amount of work and time and effort and dedication that has gone into her, you know, that has gone into her physique, that goes into us as, com- as competitors, into any athlete that wants to step into this space. And like I said before, you know, anyone can do it. It depends on your level of discipline and determination. Can you do the things for a long period of time and give the focus to it? And she's just a perfect example of that focus, mm-hmm. of that time, of that dedication, not just to her physique, but the habits, the processes and her, the mental journey that has had to happen to get to where she is, definitely. Yeah, of course. That's why I wanted to know how long she'd been on it. Because I can imagine when she stepped in that space 16 years ago, it would have been a really hard space to step into. And yeah. and I, I believe that what, um, like it just matters how high that is on your priority list or how high that is on your goals or your values, I think, you know, like you'd, if you want to look like her, you're going to have to shift what your goals are and what your values are. And like, is that really the way that you want to align your life? Yeah. and not just compare yourself like your your direction is your direction not her yeah exactly right like is that who you want to be mm-hmm. you know is that what it looks like for you in that space you know is, is that what your life looks like and are you happy with that and if the answer is yes then definitely step into it but if the answer isn't then things can look fantastic and bright and shiny but are you willing to step into the effort and the work that it takes to get there yeah yeah is that really what you want? <laughs> yeah. Is that really what you want? Yeah. Because yeah. like I said to you about, you know, competing, it's one day. The show day is one day. You hold that body for one day and then it changes. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of us, like I know I can speak to myself and from myself in particular, like you don't see what's happened when you're there. You see it afterwards. And while you're sitting in it, how does that feel? Are you happy with the grind? Are you happy with the feeling that sits in? You know, can you continue to do the things long-term? And for me personally, the answer is no. You know, I, I can't stay in the space that that it is unhealthy to from a stage lean perspective. You know, my body doesn't like it. Um, I lost my menstrual cycle like a lot of ladies do competing in this sport and my self-love told me straight away that I had to get out of that space. I can't stay there. And the journey looks different for absolutely everyone, um, you know, and the way that this impacts, that everything impacts your life looks different for everyone. And therefore we, we can't even compare, you know, we can't step into that space of comparison being like, well, you know, I want to look like that. I'm going to do this. And this is the way that it's going to happen because how your body changes, your genetics, your muscular structure, your life, your habits is going to be different to everybody's. Can you do anything you set your mind to? thousand percent, all day, every day. Will it look different to somebody else? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the end result will be different, but the journey will be much, much different as well. Exactly right. Yeah. 
what was it like working with Hattie? Like, what did she teach you? I would love to know, like, what's like one, the main thing you took away? Other than that, I guess the mindset stuff, is there anything that we could learn from this? Mindset was huge. Definitely. Um, Language. Language is something that I'm very conscious of. Um, Not only the way that I speak to others, but the way that I speak to myself as well. Um, I noticed a lot of Mm -hmm. negative self-talk and, you know, in sharing all of this as well, it doesn't mean that I'm perfect every day. You know, it doesn't mean that I don't have my moments that I'm like, why on earth am I doing this? Our things are so overwhelming that it's like, oh my goodness, like it just, it feels like so heavy, but I try to lean into the the thought pattern that this is everything I ever wanted. You know, this, this is everything I've worked towards, whether that's from a goal standpoint, personally, business or otherwise. And that level of gratitude, that level of mindfulness in every part that I step into my life with was a huge thing. I worked, I learned from working with her and working with the team at the sports model project um, from an educational standpoint as well it was different training, training differently, different types of techniques, thinking of movements as movement patterns instead of just exercises that we go through, the way that your body moves through space, the feeling of muscular tension. And that was a massive game changer to my training as well. Um, Learning more about female physiology and being able to train to support that the best was huge too. And just places to know for resources as well, other places to be able to look into connection with other people that stepped into this space. I learned so much through the relationships and connections that I was able to make um, working as part of that team too, uh, which was connections with people that I've become really good friends with but never met in real life. And that's just such a beautiful privilege that comes from, you know, the, the internet and the world now. Um, but yeah, it was definitely my mindset, my training and nutrition, nutrition, macro counting, being able to track my food accurately was, yeah, beyond, beyond game changing. Um, it allowed me to be able to identify habits that I had around my food, the way that I learned into it, um, things like binge eating and restriction and things that I thought were just a byproduct of what was happening in my environment, like feeling massive headaches or really low in energy. I learned how to fuel my body to actually perform optimally in every phase and they're tools that I'm able to use regardless of whether I'm in prep, you know, stripping it all down to be able to step on stage or whether I'm building muscle or just wanting to live a healthy life Mm -hmm. yeah macro tracking is game changing leaning into eating more is like with that tool is just a lot easier as well realizing that that it all adds up but in a good way and you're allowed to do that and yeah that just blows your mind it is Mm -hmm. we get taught you know we get taught that we need to eat less to be less that we shouldn't take up space like you have to be this number on the scales but who said like why who said that you know if you feel good in who you are if you feel fueled you feel present you know you're not foggy all day every day you can do everything and love your body at all the stages through that that's such a powerful tool like it's it's so powerful and it means that regardless of what phase you step into, whatever goal you step into, you have that confidence in yourself. You have the tools in your toolbox to be able to support yourself the best, however that looks at that point in time. And it looks the same in terms of processes. We just dial it up or dial it down. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And it's so not restrictive. I feel like the macro counting people, every, everyone outside of it thinks it's so restrictive, but it's, yeah, really is flexible. 
Yeah. And it's balanced yeah, too. Like I found like it's all very my Spider-Man quote that I bring it back to. It's like great, great power, you know, with great power becomes great responsibility. Mm. And so if you have the option to be flexible in absolutely everything you do, you have a responsibility to yourself to be able to prioritize health mm-hmm. first. You know, that 80% whole foods, 20% soul foods mindset, it allows us to be able to live life and go for coffee with friends and go out and have the chocolate and do the things and not have to demonize food into categories of whether it's good or bad. We just have foods that are going to be more nutrient dense and help us more from a health perspective. And then we have our soul foods that make life fun and we should have a balance of both and be able to maintain that balance all the way through your journey. And for me, that freedom came with learning more about nutrition from both a flexible dieting standpoint or macro tracking and also learning about the quality of foods and the impact that that has on your body as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah, that had a huge impact. Even just there, looking at food differently, like that's nutrient dense and that's not. It's just a game changer. And then and then all that compiling up to when you have to do like a measurement and you weigh yourself and you're like, that number doesn't reflect anything that I've just done as well. Your weight, your weight isn't yeah. the measurement. There's so much more like better measurements that you could take. <laughs> that's it. And if we only focus on that, you only ever focus on the numbers like a strength-based goal. You only ever focus on the, the measurements, the numbers, the weight on the scales. We forget everything mm-hmm. else. We forget the journey that got us to there. We forget the fact that we feel better or we slept better or I was able to be more present or mindful, add another thing to the plate this week because I was able to actually show up as the best version of myself. And that's never reflected in those numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, that that change in the scale, that millimeter on your measurements, you know, that doesn't get reflected. But the feeling, the feeling of yourself, the feeling of where you are, your confidence within not only our bodies and our vessels but the confidence in who you are because you did the thing you said you were going to do that's something that we just we can't track with numbers yeah 100 and just like the fact that we check in every week even if you're not doing like a strength a goal like physique goal checking in with your own mind and checking in with your own week the same way without doing that just, mm. just helps completely you look back and you're like yeah my week was like this because I ate really well or my week was like this because I did these things I accomplished these things and I am moving the needle forward and that just makes a huge impact just on everything um, yeah yeah I love that it's definitely why we do both as well like why you have to do both I believe that you have to do both because mm-hmm. the numbers and the data are important they're important to be able to collect data to know what your body responds best with that's the part of personalized coaching but if all you get from your journey is the result, then what have you really gained? And that's where the personal, the self-reflection part of it has to come into. It's also the things that affect you physiologically. You know, how stressed are you? How much did you sleep during the week? You know, are you actually looking after yourself? Or are we just trying to push at a million miles an hour as hard as we can? And that only leads to one place. And generally, it's either the all or nothing mentality where you do everything or you do nothing, or it leads to burnout. Mm -hmm. And if it's not sustainable for the rest of your life, if it doesn't complement everything else that's going on, then how do we get longevity from that journey? We just can't. 
Yeah. Yeah. We can't. Yeah. I always yo-yoed in that all or nothing mentality. And that's like the yo-yo dieting that everyone has to go through at that phase. We've all gone through in the nineties. Oh yeah. yeah. We've all been through those things. Like, oh, some of the things that I've chosen, you know, even my catalyst for going into the gym for the first time was because I hated the fact that my thighs touched. Mm. I just wanted to be skinny, you know, and that was, that was my mentality. Cause you know, growing up in the early 2000s doing high school and early 2000s it was all like America's next top model and these tiny tiny sort of gals that I was was never going to fit into that category and so me starting in the gym was to try and fit into that box but once I realized that I was another box I wasn't trying to try and I, I was trying to fit into that I wasn't going to fit into and I started embracing my body my physique where I'm at now it's brought me to where I'm at now and we we all do you know we all go through these things that we do like nutrition in particular the the skinny teas and cutting the carbs and focusing on just eating meat all day every day and like all these fad intermittent fasting things that pop up left right and center but it all comes back to the same place if you can't do it forever then how is it really actually serving you within your life yeah exactly Oh, that's so good. Um, and then well, when I went in, when I first started at the gym, it was for the same reason. And like, we just had such bad, not bad, but we just had such a, a limited number of like physiques to look up to and types of people to look up to. Like, it's so important what you do is putting yourself out there with your physique and the way that you went on stage and, you know, just everyone nowadays too, like everyone looks at influencers in a bad way. The, the ones that go to the gym, for example, and post their gym videos and it's just like well they're giving someone a lot of hope or a lot of like uh, the chance to put themselves into a gym environment to be able to take their own journey to get to where they want to be because they're not feeling so ashamed of their body they're never going to step into a gym so I think it's really important that everyone's kind of um showing off themselves in a way and showing that it is okay to be different sizes of course and it's just a it's a different space to step into, really. Like for me, like posting a picture of me in a bikini, that took so much to get to that point. So much. Like I growing up, like early teenage years, I'd never wear anything that showed showed my midriff. Um, I wore had really bad acne, um, like, you know, face and back as well. So I'd never wear anything that was like showing my shoulders. I had like a whole heap of different polos in all different colors. And that was like my whole wardrobe. And so being able to put myself out there, it still has that feeling of like, like that inner, inner, um, inner younger me has that moment of, oh my goodness. But Recently, I went home um, and I went home to my parents' place and I slept in the bedroom that I grew up in and I had this moment of my younger self would be so proud. Like, mm -hmm. if I could talk to myself, uh, like my 16-year-old self and have that conversation that I sat in that feeling, that energy being in that room and tell them that it's not all like that not every girl looks like that, that it's okay that you're not going to fit into that space, that if you love yourself and you're so confident in yourself that everything else will just fall into place, like that would have been huge. That would have been game changing. And 
I have the privilege of working with so many young girls coming through this space and it's a personal mission to make sure that they know how beautiful they actually are in every way, shape or form. We can have goals. You can want to change your body, but you can love it all at the same time. It doesn't have to come from a place of hate and it has to come from that place of love because otherwise we're doing it for all the wrong reasons. And mm-hmm. that reasoning that why the catalyst for your why it has to come from a place of love because we can't hate ourselves into loving ourselves if you want to love the body you have and love the life that you have but you sit there all day every day picking on the things that you don't like we're only ever giving attention to the negativity that we never give that positive attention that it never flourishes you know it doesn't even get the opportunity to flourish and that was a big realization that I had that I'd actually I, I won, you know, I, I've stepped into that space. I feel incredible about myself and it's taken a long time to get here. And I know that there's going to be so many ebbs and flows and changes through our body in the future, but you're still allowed to sit in that space of achievement. You know, you, you've, you've grown and you've changed. And when you're 16, the whole world doesn't even see like a possibility. Like, you know, there's not even the possibility you're going to feel any different, but who knows what can happen in 10 years time who knows what can happen in the future and the things that we start to do today will take us those small steps that will eventually climb those mountains and bring us to the point where we want to be mm-hmm. mm, so beautifully put yeah 16 year old me would feel the same it's just yeah. it brought up for me when I started like my training journey I was like I had a point where I ran a lot and I became like a stick figure basically yeah. And I was really proud that I did that. Okay. Because that was like my first levels of determination. I was strong too. I was still lifting, but I wasn't lifting heavy, but that was my introduction to lifting actually really. But I just, what you said made me think about that and just want to point that out because when I was a stick, I still didn't think I was a stick. Like I still Mm -hmm. didn't see it. Still didn't feel it. I still sat in all the criticizing and hate of myself like I felt better but also at the same time I didn't see that I what I had achieved and yeah Mm -hmm. it's so important to just you have to let go of those those ways that you speak to yourself and or you'll never be happy you can be whatever shape you want to be but you might still not be happy you probably won't be yeah One of the biggest things that always resonates with me and that Hattie said to, said to the group on one of her first coaching calls was without self, with self-discipline, without self-compassion is just bullying. Mm. And when we push ourselves into the space, but we don't allow time for reflection, we don't allow rest when we're just pushing, pushing, pushing. And it comes from that negative place. It doesn't come from that act of love. We're really just trying to bully ourselves into what we think will make us happy. But if it requires that level of bullying to get there, where's the happiness in that? Mm-hmm. You know, we give so much love and attention so freely to others, but the minute that we choose to take some for ourselves, or we say something nice about ourselves. Oh, I love how I look in this dress. You get labeled. You sound stuck up, you know, you, you, you are up yourself. And as teenagers, unfortunately, kids kind of suck. 
And the amount of things that I've been told over the years growing up, like I was bullied all through high school. Like, you know, I developed early and had boobs at the end of primary school. And so like, I always got <clears throat> named on that. You know, I, I started to feel like I needed to cover my body up. And that language that kept being said to me, I started believing it. And it took so long to be able to change myself out of that thought pattern that stepping into this space as a coach, I have this responsibility to be able to teach others from the word go, that that language isn't the way we describe ourselves. You know, I, I call others on language a lot, <laughs> especially the, F, the Fs and the C words, the, the I'm fats and I can'ts that come around. You know, it's, it's the way that we talk about ourselves because no one ever else has the right to be able to say anything about your body, your habits, your processes, the way that you choose your life. And you feel so much more, conf you become, I believe, more confident in those things and being able to stand up for those values and beliefs when you know that they're just a part of who you are, when you're proud of who you are. And that's from both a physique and aesthetic standpoint, but from a soul and internal standpoint as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so important. And yeah, you do catch us on those words a lot. As a, <laughs> as a former fat kid. <laughs> I I am so glad you do though because now like I can post videos of me doing backflips in a bathing suit and like hey you can <laughs> I love that <laughs> otherwise like I was just like I'm too scared to do that or I was too scared to do that because I was just you know you just still see yourself as that person that you were or that kid that you were and that and you just hear what the bullies are going to say about it yeah you really have to change and she's she's valid you know she's mm -hmm. still there she's still a part of who we are every day but what if we're they? stepping into the space exactly if we're stepping into the space of she would be proud mm -hmm. you know we just make different choices and generally it comes back to what we feel like people will think of us or what people will say of us but others aren't living your life Mm -hmm. they're not spending your days you know it's it's not going to be written on your tombstone that Sandra down the street said this you know it's were the how did you live a fulfilling life were you happy in everything that you did and happiness by form is relative as well you know we're not all gonna have sunshine and rainbow days all day every day but if you can look back and go you know what yeah I'm good with that for the majority of things that you do in your life then that's where happiness comes from, that level of success, that level of content and that level of growth that's brought us from our 16-year-old selves to where we are today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But just embracing it as a journey just kind of turns down the volume on those bad days as well, those bad moments, which is really nice. It takes away the pressure. Yeah. Maybe everything, it can't be happiness all the time. It can't be wins all the time. You know, we get these moments that are bright and shiny and that they feel incredible, but they felt bright and shiny because you had to sit in the storm. Mm -hmm. you, know, you had, you had to sit through everything that brought you to that point And that makes the difference. And it is, it's just a different, different dial, different level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And no one celebrates you when you're down. You might as well celebrate yourself. <laughs> Hell yeah. All day, every day, absolutely everything. And the wins in it all, getting to the gym, walking through those front doors on days that you were like, yeah, nah. Like, you know, being able to actually move your body. Like I, when I first started in the gyms, we had a gentleman that came on through and he was a paraplegic. 
And he'd still come into the gym because he used to be an old school bodybuilder. And he'd still come in and he'd do what he, sorry, he wasn't a complete paraplegic. He had some movement, so he'd come in and do some things that he possibly could. And he just wanted to be in that environment because it was a big part of who he was. And he did the best that he could. And he gave 110% to every single session. But if you compared your training session to his, then that comparison might be different, you know? But for 110% for him was massive. And every time I came in, I, I would just look at him and be like, well, what's my excuse? Mm-hmm. You know, and I have, I'm so fortunate enough to be able to have the privilege of access to a gym and the food that I need for my days and mobility throughout my whole body that it would be a disservice not to be able to see what I was actually capable of being able to achieve with this vessel that I have the privilege of having. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so powerful. Love yeah. seeing people like that. And I've been actually reflecting on that recently too. Like a couple years ago, even I had like such bad knees that was holding me back and I felt really, really old and I was like about to give up. And then going back to the gym was actually the solution to my sore knees and stuff. And I was like myself now and I'm like, nothing hurts. Like my lower back used to hurt. Nothing hurts. I have so much movement. You just have to, you just have to sit in the gratitude sometimes. And like, I'm so grateful that I love that. Yeah. And that there's, all these possibilities for you because you don't know you don't know when that will change or if that will change yeah exactly and I love that I love that you shared that as well because it's you know for me my goal is a competing space mm-hmm. I love seeing what I can do with my body but that doesn't have to be the goal for everyone and, and I really want to name that in this space while we're talking about it all as well is that competing is not just the next step because you've joined the gym like it it's extremely unhealthy and it puts a lot of impact on your body and it requires so much of yourself into it that that doesn't have to be the goal not at all but the goal is to become a better version of yourself that's what I see the health and fitness space for it's why I name my role in this industry as a women's health and fitness coach because I want to encourage you and coach you into the healthiest version of yourself and the fittest version of yourself that you possibly can be. And that's going to look different for you as to how it looks for me as how it looks for somebody else. You know, is your body functioning as optimally as it possibly can? Have you got the mobility that you feel like you should have in your life? Are you not hurting in the general things, you know, your your knees and your back, you know, those those parts of you that can be debilitating for other parts of your life as well and goals are fantastic big goals love big goals but for someone their big goal could just be not being in pain anymore and that doesn't mean that it's any less of a win than standing on stage in a shiny bikini it just looks different it's definitely sits in that space of who, who and what for and we can use the same love the same attention the same support that you would use with someone that has the goal of stepping on stage in someone that just wants to live the best version of their lives that they possibly can. Mm-hmm. More women stepping on stage and more women being in this space is just giving more women the opportunity to not be in pain and push, like go to the gym and solve those problems or not go to the gym or, you know, whatever it takes. Whatever it looks like. Yeah. yeah whatever it looks like to just really take care of yourself. And yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's the big bit. That's named it, you know, nail on the head. As long as you're looking after yourself and however that looks like for you, the la- that you know that you're allowed to look after yourself, you know, fill your own cup, put your oxygen mask on before putting on others. 
You know, mm. we can't serve others. We can't support. And especially as women, like I work with so many beautiful moms and boss ladies. And how do we expect to be able to give love and attention and support and everything that those roles of our lives require if we're not giving it to ourselves? I couldn't put it better. I would love to just like take a moment and see, is there anything else that we could like one piece of advice or inspiration that we can share for women, maybe starting out at the beginning of the journey? Definitely. Oh, I love that. I love this time of year, like speaking to that, speaking to the new year's resolutioners and those that are stepping into whatever it might look like. You know, coaching is one element to be able to support you along your journey, but everything else is definitely valid too. I believe anything that gets you started in that journey to the best version of yourself that you want to be, however that looks, is perfect. If it's an eight-week challenge, if it's joining a, a sporting team, if it's just making a commitment to yourself to go for a walk every day, that is huge because you got started I often congratulate people of working into the gym and actually signing up. You know, that's scary. It's huge. And I feel like it's something that, you know, we just see as a thing. But you made the decision to make a change. You made that commitment to yourself and you want to be able to see what that next version of yourself looks like. And that's something that needs to be celebrated. It's a big thing that I would encourage anyone stepping into this space to start off with is actually congratulating yourself for being here, for choosing to do this. From that point, have it stack and start small. You might start off by going to the gym once a week or twice a week and then go from there. Just because you've started off doesn't mean that you have to go health for leather and do all the days and all the things. It becomes overwhelming. But step into it with a small manageable size pieces approach and a growth mindset and nail the small things. Once you've nailed one thing, then add another. And slowly, slowly, we start to see that journey transform and your habits become an integral part of who you are. Keep anything that serves you and get rid of anything that doesn't. And that includes processes, people, social media, profiles, anything that doesn't feel right, it generally means that it's not. And when you start to make those decisions that align with who you want to be moving forward, everything just feels a lot easier. It's all hard. It always starts hard, no matter whether you're starting a new journey or whether you're restarting or you're starting on a goal. Anything worth worth having is hard work. But slowly but surely, things get a little easier because it becomes a part of who you are. And once you sit in that space, once that moment clicks, you won't be able to live any other way. So well put. Yeah. Once you start, it just it's too hard to go back. Yeah. yeah it just feels more real it feels right and generally if things don't feel right they're not Mm. and that's okay you know it might not align with everybody else that's around you in your environment you might be the black sheep in the family you know it, it and that's okay because as long as you feel good about you and who you are that's all that really matters yeah it's all that matters and yeah I like that you brought it to habit stacking and doing one thing at a time because yeah, people like to go all or nothing into this big, big goal. And it's just, it's too big that you just back away from it and you back away yeah. from it as fast as possible. You're like, that's it, I'm out. Like, yeah. get me out of here as quickly as I possibly can. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And we feel like faster is faster. Like we have to do all the things right now because I'm starting this journey and I'm going to 
macro track and train six days a week and make sure I have meditation and go for my steps and like stack, 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 stack. And then you sit there and you're like, haven't even started anything, but you're like, oh my goodness, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I haven't even done anything and I'm tired already. Like that's not a positive journey. But if we start off small and we slowly start to bring it in, we get to actually take the time to figure out what serves you and what doesn't. And not all of it will serve you and some of it will serve you at different times. And that's totally fine because as human beings, we change and we grow and we develop all the time. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. Don't try to get up at 6am, go to walk, go to the gym, then go to work, then go again. (laughs) Yeah. It's not necessary. Not at all. Amazing. Um, Is there anything else you wanted to share or with our beautiful ladies and listeners? Oh, I feel like I've shared a lot. I feel like I've talked a lot, <laughs> but that's just me. I just talk a lot. I, um, yeah, I'm just really grateful for this experience and to be able to have the the privilege of being a part of this, to be able to share it out there. Um, the humanity behind it all as well. Like I feel like as, as fitness coaches, you know, we, there's a stigma around us that, you know, it, it's bright and shiny all the time that we're onto it all the time. You know, we have, six pack abs and you look a certain way and this is just the way that it happens but your coach is a real person you know and and we've all had our journeys that have brought us to this space and generally we coach or we train because we feel like we can make a difference and that is huge because your coach is giving you a part of them you know and a part that hopefully something gets learned from you know, that the love and support that we can give to others where sometimes you can't give it to yourself, I feel like is a really big privilege we have as being part of this role in your journey as well. And it's something that I feel the gratitude behind and the privilege of on a day-to-day basis. I get to spend my days surrounded by beautiful ladies and help to encourage them to celebrate their wins and celebrate with them and I just feel like I'm really lucky to be able to do that and to be able to connect with people like your beautiful self that bring other opportunities and different parts out as well, things that I never would have thought of doing. And then not only to be a part of your own personal journey as well from a health and fitness standpoint, but to get to know you and your life, you know, that's really, really, really big part of what we do that I feel like doesn't get enough airtime, enough exposure and it's a, it's a part of this role that I absolutely, I love. Mm. I wanted to ask that because I knew you would say something beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so true though. And you just surround yourself with all the like growth mindset people. It's such a beautiful space to be in. And we're just so lucky to get a piece of you and get so much from you. And thank you for giving so much. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. Um, I guess where can people find you online then? I'm sure they're going to want to know more about you and connect with you because all this is my favorite thing, the connection here. It's so good. 100%. I love connecting with people. Absolutely. Um, Instagram, I'm, I'm on Insta. Uh, Juggernaut Fitness is uh, at jug.fitness um, or my own personal coaching page is steph.jugfit. Um, I like to share a lot on my Instagram. Um, I love Instagram as my own personal scrapbook for my own journey and to be able to use the JugFit space to be able to educate and share the wins of others as well. So communicate 
communication through either platform is absolutely incredible. And I, uh, I love having combos with everyone and anything about their journeys and any questions that I can help with. Yeah, amazing. And your space is so positive. I highly recommend people follow you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I definitely try to step into what you see is what you get. <laughs> like if you see me on Instagram and the things that I post are exactly the person you're going to meet in real life. That's just the way that I am. That's the way that we've built Jugfit to be as well. And the way that we encourage the lovely ladies we get the privilege to work with is to be their authentic selves every single day on every single platform, regardless of whether that is on social media or digitally, or whether that's meeting someone face-to-face for the first time. There's absolutely so much beauty in you being you and that that should never ever change or be dampened Mm, yeah you allow us all the space to be ourselves and you make it so accessible everything so accessible going to the gym and just being in a new space and all of that so I highly recommend people work with you excuse me um do you have any availabilities for working with you one-on-one coming up or this yeah definitely yes so we've just expanded. Um, as I mentioned, Juggernaut Fitness has just brought on another coach. So I am not the only coach that you work with as part of Jugfit. Um, our beautiful team has expanded and Emily's come on board. Um, so she is now open for, she has limited availability. But what I love with Jugfit and a really big part of what we do is that we work as a team. And we not only work as a team from a coaching perspective, but with you as a client as well. So working with Jugfit means that you end up working with the both of us um, from both an educational standpoint, as well as the personalized coaching as well. So there is definitely space and availability um, for personalized coaching if anyone is interested. Um, But like I said, if you just want to reach out and have a chat, that's what we're here for as well. Amazing. I love it. Thank you. I am so happy you were here. Thank you for sharing all of that. I'm sure everyone got a lot of value out of it. (laughs) Um, And we'll see you on Instagram. And thank you again so much. Yes, I definitely will see you on Instagram, Lynn. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. This is absolutely incredible. So cool. Yeah, no worries. I'm so happy we could share your stories. So, so good. (laughs) Thank you. See you later. Pleasure. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Steph. I had such a good time talking with her and holding space for all the wise words that she wanted to share and just going through the rise of her to becoming the unstoppable boss babe that she is. I hope you had a few things drop in. If you did and you want to share, please screenshot this episode, add it to your stories on Instagram and tag me and tag Steph. Let us know what you thought. We would love to connect. You'll find all of Steph's information in the show notes and how to work with her if you do want to, I highly recommend. Also in the show notes, you'll find a link to my website transformation one-on-one mini course, which will be coming out in the next month. And this will be a course that will help you fix your DIY website that you've started. You're just not feeling it and it's just not converting sales for you, then this is the course for you. I love everything transformation and I love website transformation and personal transformation. So if this is something that sounds good to you, jump on the wait list and there will also be a free webinar that covers website essentials. If you're feeling unsure about what should even be on your DIY website, this is the webinar for you. So just jump on the wait list below for the Transformation 101 course and you'll be notified about the webinar. Thank you so much, everyone. I'm so, so grateful you tuned in and I will see you on the next episode.